Good evening. This is Judith A. Culp. You're listening to Mad Love. Um, had a very pensive Father's Day. I miss my father, but it's all good. You know, he was a great guy. He was a, a big fan of mine. And uh, I think he would enjoy listening to this podcast if he could ever figure out the technology to listen to it. <laughs> so tonight I'm trying something different. I wrote this out um, mainly because I just feel like you know, this needs to be said. And I would like to see humanity take a giant step forward. I'd like to see black people on Mars take a giant step forward. Cause I feel like all the progress we read about from the sixties and seventies, politically, it got smashed by Ronald Reagan in the eighties. Um, but you know, we, we haven't really recovered financially, emotionally, or spiritually from Reaganomics. Uh, and maybe even further back, but anyway, let's check this out and see what you guys think. It's a, it's a new way of delivering a message that I, I say all the time. So, but I'm going to, I wrote it out. So it means I gave it some thought. Our words matter. The things we say to ourselves matter. There are words that empower, encourage, and excite us. And there are words that make us feel less than weak and worthless. The words you utter to other people, they have an effect. The words you say to yourself have an effect also. When you are harsh and critical, that has an emotional impact on you, even if you're unaware of it. Think about the last time you let out a string of curse words or really got upset with another person. Did your neck tense up? Did you feel it in your shoulder blades? Imagine how that feels over the course of a day, a month, a year, or a decade. You see... I feel like people have paid far too much attention to the appearance of a happy and successful life than actually being happy and therefore successful in life. People would rather look wealthy on Instagram than actually say, hey, I'm clean, I'm safe, I've paid my bills, and I have my health. That's actually winning. You're not losing because you can't afford a Bugatti. Most people aren't going to own a Bugatti. That is not a barometer for a successful life. Money is just a part of it, a big part, but just a part, which brings me to the words we use every day. When we stop being brothers and sisters and being niggas and bitches, how could that not affect our self-esteem? Oh, yeah. Well, I can call myself that, but you can't because when I say it, it's a term of endearment. And that's a lie. If I look at you as my family, the respect I have for myself is reflected in the way I look and respond towards you. So if I'm just a nigga and you just another nigga, the ignorant, worthless, nothing good can come from this is implied in that word. Then I can kill you, rob you, rape you or whatever, because I don't care about you or me. I'm not saying people did this to us. We've allowed people to let us do this to ourselves continually. And I believe we will fix it for us by us. So think about how you talk about yourself and how you talk about other people. We're spending a lot of time talking about how bad things are, but there's very little talk about the things we do every day to keep us here. You live the life you believe you deserve. People live up or down to your expectations. Expect more from yourself. Believe you deserve to be here. And if you feel like another nigga, well then start there. Because you, bleh, sorry, because can, can you be a good father, man, partner, or business leader and be a nigga? You already know. No. So, of course, you know, 
people are going to feel some kind of kind of way about this. And I'm fine with that. I, I believe that there has been racism and oppression. Don't get me wrong. But I also believe we do a lot of things to oppress ourselves. And we we have lost a lot of us have lost our aspirational quality, which what is what made American black American life so beautiful. You know, black people used to be aspirational. And of course, I'm speaking in generalizations. Plenty of us still have dreams and goals and things we want to accomplish. But some of us don't. And the ones that come across my office desk clearly don't have dreams, clearly don't have hopes, clearly have made some a series of decisions that put them in a, a desperate, hopeless place. And so what I'm saying to you and what I mean by this statement that I just made is we need to be more accountable for how we treat each other, the decisions we make and stop looking out and wondering who's mistreating us while we mistreat ourselves. We need to stop doing that. When I grew up in my household, we didn't call each other niggas. It was the N word. It was a bad word. We didn't say it. My father said it when he was out in the street in the world, but my mother didn't allow it in our home. And she taught me it was a bad word. And to this day, I still bristle a little bit when I hear it. And I think about it when I say it, because I don't believe that's who I am. And I don't believe that's who you are either. So we can be better and we have to be better. If we are to save this tiny percentage of a population that we are in this country, um, then we're going to have to do better. It's, it's not optional. I got love for everybody and I love you. And if black men knew how beautiful they were, they would never, ever, ever treat themselves this way. Let me add an addendum. So there's a line uh, that says, you know, I'm not saying someone is doing this to us. Let's be clear. I know racism exists and I know that the groundwork for the the hatred we have towards ourselves has been laid for a long, long time before now. Um, But the daily damage that we're doing to ourselves, this internalized hatred, I'm not absolving anybody from it. It was it was here, especially in St. Louis. It's a segregated city. It's also a uh, very economically divided city. And their racist policies are wreaking havoc on on what's going on with these little uh, tiny municipalities and all this weird political stuff that shouldn't even really be a problem. A lot of that has been laid down by St. Louis's history of racism. I get it. Racism is real. But we've internalized a lot of hate and turned it into self-hatred. And I feel like it's starting to be externalized. Well, not starting to, it's been externalized by the way we treat each other. We don't even make love songs anymore. R&B was, was a staple of music for decades. And now you can't even, you have to go searching for a modern artist that sings love songs. I mean, everybody's so hard and mad and, you know, everybody's calling each other slurs and names and trying to give people drugs at parties so they can, you know, have illicit sex with them. At least that's what they're singing about. So if you're writing songs about that, that's what you're thinking about. 
you know, and no one's going to believe, hey, I, I really am a, a person all about love. Oh, but your song said you want to give me Molly Percocet and knock me out and, you know, have your way with me. So I don't know. We've, we've gotten off course trying to make money. And so it's great that so many of these rappers aren't who you think they are. They're actually intellectual. Some of them are smart. Some of them are, are great business people. Some of them are really great guys. But, you know, they've sold a brand of goods to some young folks who took them at their word. And they're out here trying to do all the stuff the rappers be rapping about. And, uh, you know, once you get past 20, 25, you realize a lot of this stuff is just smoke and mirrors. And you get to decide what kind of human you want to be. You get to decide if you want to make a bunch of kids that you don't take care of. You get to decide if you want to go to school and get a good education. But like I told my nephew when he was growing up, don't make the kind of mistakes you can't unmake. That'll make for a very long and miserable life. And it'll be your own fault.